The story with Schilling, the ruptured sheath around the peroneal tendon, his right ankle. A lot of talk about him wearing high tops, and they found the right type shoes for Schilling to pitch with. And the story is he's not pitching with him, as Al showed us out in the bullpen. And the question is, is that the Marcane itself that they're shooting into that ankle or blood from the shots? Like a scene from the natural, Schilling climbs the mound and prepares to take on this Yankee lineup. Welcome to Conspiracy Club. Let's get into it. So let's, there's a few things we have to talk about before we get into this episode. I'm going to start it with last week we weren't able to do a show because I literally could not talk. Uh, I couldn't use words. Uh, I couldn't speak. I couldn't swallow food. I couldn't do anything. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to be doing a podcast yeah. where I can't talk. And then also, which I'm going to get into in a second, Tom wasn't able to do it either. So here's the situation, right? My voice is still not 100%. Maybe you can tell. Maybe you can't. I also kind of can't hear completely out of an ear. <laughs> it's a little muffled. It's a great time. So uh, if you hear me maybe sound a little different. I'm going through a lot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But now let's get into the other thing. This is heartbreaking. Uh, Tom is taking a, a little break from Conspiracy Club. There's a lot going on with him right now. And he's not going to be able to be on episodes. That does not mean that Conspiracy Club is going to stop. The brand keeps moving. It always does. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. me and Tom is a brand, but, you know... Sometimes Tom goes off and does Outlast. Sometimes I go out and do Conspiracy Club without him. Sometimes you do Pinned. Yes. So I'm going to be doing Conspiracy Club with me and guests every week or just Grant. It depends. <laughs> it's going to mostly be the Amir and Grant brand now. We're rebranding until Tom's able to come home. Tom, come home, please. We're waiting for you. There's a meal on the table. There's a meal on the table. I feel like you left me and I'm hurt. <laughs> but, you know, hashtag bring Tom home. Get that going. Tweet at Tom, at Tom Delore. Hashtag come home. But also, I hope whatever is going on with Tom is okay. I hope he's okay. Yeah, I hope it's you. It's, it's speedy. And, and on a real note, take your time coming back. Take your time coming home, but come home. Because <laughs> the brand... It, it, it you know it can't just be Emir, can't be at Emir and it could be. I mean, at Emir and Grant Brain doesn't even you know it doesn't rub off the same. I think Chad and Emir has a good ring to it. It does. E and C, you See, know C. And, and this is the and this is the and the unfortunate thing because like you know Tom leaves right when I move away. Like, yeah, exactly. You guys know so, me. I'll have no problem filling in on anything. So, uh, as you can see, this I live week, here and I have no life. Yep, we're having. I'm having a a panel of guests on. A panel. For Conspiracy Club. So why doesn't everyone introduce themselves? Well, why don't we yeah. start with the guy who makes the magic happen? Mm -hmm. As you reach for a tissue to yep. clean up that nose of yours. You're damn right. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> right into the microphone, right into the microphone. Hi, everyone listening to that. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. gotta, like, step back there. Listen, no. you're part of the family. <laughs> you, get to, you get everything here. I'm Grant, and I'm, uh, I'm bringing this, this episode this week. It's gonna be, uh... I don't know if it's gonna be up to snuff as as as, as Tom's stuff. Don't worry, if it's not is. up to snuff. They'll listen to 
they'll listen to a mirror blow his nose. And yeah, have to snuff dude, that. it'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. Yeah. The ball moves. The ball yeah. moves. What about what everyone else? Who's um, hi else? guys, I'm Chad. Um, you know, I have been on Conspiracy Club before. I was on the Chris Benoit episodes, and uh, yeah, I'm I here today. That. We just got done with our Amor Media meeting, and it was basically, hey, who's ever still in the room? We're doing Conspiracy Club. Yeah. Uh, mm. But I'm excited to introduce our our newest uh, our, our other panel member and the newest member of Amor Media. Uh, she just launched her podcast uh, yesterday. Uh, me and Grant were on that for her. Pilot. You're not gonna plug my podcast on his. You damn right. We damn right we are. Plug everything. It was called Lit and Law. Oh, I guess I'll let you talk about it. Go ahead. Introduce yourself to the Conspiracy Club people. A fan. A fan of the podcast. <laughs> this is like a full circle moment. It is. Jesus. My life is complete. No. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? I'm Charlie. Uh, I did just uh, rec- start recording uh, a new podcast. It's called Lit and Lattes, where just a bunch of people get together. They talk good coffee and talk good books. Yeah. And I have coffee for the podcast mm-hmm. today. I finished my Everybody holiday. else drank theirs for the meeting. I was pacing myself because I knew I had a long day of podcasting ahead of me. Right. I drank mine before the meeting. So, mm. but yeah, so we're all excited today. It's going to be good. Uh, I miss Tom, but you know what? We'll yeah. take it away. And and now I'll let uh, Grant get into it oh, since this no. is his topic. What's our topic, oh, no. Grant? Mom's calling me. Uh, oh, Amir's mom's Hello, calling. mom. Hey, does she say she wants to say hi to the podcast? Hi, Amir's mom. Can I call you? No. Can I call you back later? All right. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Amir's mom. <laughs> We're not cutting that out. No, we're not cutting that out. Right. So, Amir's well, mom's on the podcast today. <laughs> yeah, our extended Amor family. Let's uh, let's jump into Grant. He has a. Let's jump into Grant. A topic. Jump right into Dude, it. Stop, I do have a topic. Stop! Don't say that. For the conspiracy <laughs> club. Yeah. I. It, so I I I've never been on conspiracy club. I had a lot of choices in my head of what to pick, <sighs> and uh, I've had the idea to do a podcast about this for a while, and I still might. But I love these. <laughs> just weird sports moments that happen because sports is such a weird stage where things can take place and there's a lot of weird things that happen in sports as a whole so this might be another podcast on its own eventually but i wanted to bring a weird sports moment slash conspiracy on this this week's this week's episode have you guys ever heard of the boston red sox Yes, yes. They're, a, they're, yes a, they're, a, they're a they're a football team, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they play American football. Chad. I'm anti them. Uh, Twenty seven rings all day, baby. Oh, you know. Yeah. Well, Charlie, what's your take on baseball? Yikes. Oh, I love baseball. I just don't care too much for sports conspiracies. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you guys believe socks can change the direction of a team's momentum? I think with the power of prayer, anything's what? possible. What? Socks. Oh, socks. Oh, socks. I thought you said God. Nope. I said socks. <laughs> no, I'm, them the things you wear on your feet. Ah, uh, you don't wear God on your feet? How? No. Actual socks. Oh. Yeah. I'm not I talking about God, red socks. I'm talking about socks. If like you socks. get me into sports conspiracies, I'm going to haunt you when I die. Well, we'll There's see. There's a lot we'll of them that are actually episode, really fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, I hate some of them. Like I'm the NBA like, draft conspiracy. Yeah, there's yeah. some Stop. that are yeah. actually a thing. Yeah, that I'm like, no. like I want to talk about the, no. the Patrick Ewing one yes. at some point. Yes, I want to talk. I still want to, I want, I still want to talk about the the Von Erichs That's on the show. Be the only sports conspiracy I'm aware of is that uh, deflated ball. No, the there, there's some, that's like light on them. Yeah. Yeah. So you want me to get into it? Let's get into it. Jump into it. So today we're talking about a red sock, not just any red sock. It's it's a bloody bloody red sock. Bloody like you know, a murder if you, sock. If you, if you look in the no. mirror and say bloody red sock three times in a row, they say it appears. I <gasps> I have a feeling I'm setting this up a lot for it's it's probably not going to be as exciting as you think I'm setting it up for. So temper you know, temper your expectations a little bit. Oh, my expectations are tampered. So let's get into a, a, the backstory a little bit here. The Boston Red Sox 
were a team that hadn't been to the World Series in eight decades. Yeah. They were under the strike of the Gambino curse. For mm-hmm. those who are not aware, when Babe Ruth signed Gambino with... Gambino curse. No. I'm not when, aware. It's the Bambino curse. Oh, yep. that, that, that's the Gambino. Is it Gambino? No. You, no. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure you said Gambino. So when Babe Ruth anyway. was on the Red Sox, he signed with the Yankees. And yeah. I can't remember exactly what happened, but basically people were like, since he signed with the Yankees, he cursed the Red Sox. And the Red Sox didn't go on to win a World Series or get to a World Series in 80 years. That's what they get after that uh, trade or signing or whatever it was. Yeah, it was a stupid. It's called the Great the Bambino Curse. The Great Bambino, the Childish Gambino Curse. Nope, not that. Yeah, that was a wild, wrong podcast. I still don't know how the hell they got that. How they got fucking Babe Ruth, Ruth, the Great Bambino. Yeah, yeah, that was a deserved curse. There were no regardless. They. Were like the that. Cleveland Browns almost of the the MLB, where they just could not. They had a drought so terribly bad that you know it was just it was dire. You know they wanted to get to it any way possible, and what better, better way to get to the championship than to play the New York Na- Yankees after a the really New York Yankees. New York, New York Yankees. <laughs> the New York Yankees after a, <laughs> they socks they're naked after a really <laughs> successful season. They had an amazing 2004, 2003, 2004 season, and they finally made it to the postseason. They've made it to the postseason in the past, but this was the first time that they made it to the championship series. And guess who they're playing? Who? Grant, Grant tell me. I feel like you can probably guess. The great Mambino. The 27-ringed New York Yankees. I mean, they weren't 27 The American then, team, the team of America that's the in Cowboys. baseball. Well, the second team of America, I yeah. would say. The New York Yankees. Wait, who was the first? The, well, the, Dallas the Dallas Cowboys are truly America's team, but yeah, I think the New York really Yankees though? are right after that, I would say. No. I When I think of America's team, I think of New York Yankees. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Yeah, Bronx I think ball. of America's well, team. Because when I think, I think of, of like the American game, I think baseball. Yeah. yeah. When, I think of, when I think of the American team, I think the few, the proud, the Marines. <laughs> oh, America's <laughs> team. Anyways, <laughs> there was a, uh, a significant lo- problem lying in the Red Sox path to winning, and that was... Just how damn good those Yanks are. Damn right. They were down 3-0 to their (laughs) ultimate rival, the New York Yankees. Uh And they, you know, they had it all. They won, they've won 27 World Series championships. I think that's up to date to now. Yeah, that's up to now. Back then it wasn't that. Yeah. And they've had 40 American League pennants. So it's safe to say, you know, they're one of the most storied franchises in all professional sports. If not the... Yeah. And they stood in the way of the Red Sox getting to their first World Series. Yeah. Damn. Bloody hell. In the last 80 years. <laughs> so that's kind of the scenario we're, we're sitting in. And this is a good Red Sox team that has finally, you know, gotten to that next level of playing. Yeah. So what you might be asking, you know, how the hell does Why Bloody Sox here? have anything to do with it? <laughs> yeah. I mean? Well, one was stabbed. Not quite. It's oh. a murder sock. There's no murder. There's no killing. Oh, there is blood. But it's not quite in the vein of... Death, yeah, that's not a thing here. What? But it was a different vein. Have you guys heard of the of the name Kurt Schilling? Do you know who Kurt Schilling is? Of course I know who Kurt. Schilling I've heard is. the name, but it's. Well, who's Kurt Schilling? Do you? I mean, I've heard the name. I don't know who he is. Yeah. Don't know who he is. Do you know Tom? You asked me. You asked me. I heard the name. <laughs> I just called you Tom. Fucked wow. up, dude. Damn. Yeah, I went out for Tom. Yeah. Fuck. All right. You want to open that wound? Oh. Wow. I mean, you know, I usually don't care about people who are on a you know non significant team. Yeah, but he is a good player. I'll give him that. Kurt Schilling. He's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? Yes, yes, he is. He's. <laughs> he has a little bit of a. 
for lack of a better term, he's political now. So yeah. he's he's maybe that's where I've heard of him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not a big baseball fan. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I'm not really Me either. But yeah, he's he's out here in the streets now. Yes, when it comes to politics. Yeah. Heavy. So we're going to ignore that. Yeah. But actually, it does kind of come into play later because it's kind of establishing his reputation as a person. When he ran for office, did he have a bloody sock? No. <gasps> so maybe that's why he lost. The Red Sox and the Yankees were playing. They were down 3 0. Okay. Red Sox beat the Yankees oh twice. Oh my God, in I have a, a question. What? Is this bloody sock going to be like his like ritual that they think. Uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> Every day I yep. stab myself in the toe. Game four and five went to the Red Sox. They were making their comeback to win this series. They had to do it. Mm. It was game six of the American League Championship Series against the Yankees when it was revealed that Kurt Schilling, the starting pitcher mm. of that game, you know, and you know how baseball works where you have a starting pitcher yeah. for each game. Mm-hmm. They pitch usually the first six to seven innings and then they switch out to, yeah. you know, all the, the rest of the bullpen. So he had ruptured a tendon in his right ankle yep. before the game. It might have actually been previously in the series. And... He performed immediate surgery before the game happened. On himself? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. He Move went. The hell over. I was like, what? No. Let me scrub in real quick. This is not that type. It's, it's 2004. Pitch like, me oh. up and send me out. I mean, we don't know his history. So he went and got immediate surgery, and there's this whole like story about how the surgeon who worked on him had like just practiced the surgery on something else, and is like, yeah, I got this. I'm gonna do it for you. Oh, so he didn't even go to like so a specialist? A, you know, he went to it like a surgeon, a regular, like a doctor. Got that pitch. Uh, so that what they would, what they did was they cut open his ankle, got in there, fixed his tendon up, and then stitched it back together. And then he pitched game six. So that's kind of what Dirty we're heading bastard. into. Yeah. I would it's never. Like, that's like Amir like doing this podcast even though he's dying. Yeah. How and I feel. It's you, might, you might be asking, why is this a conspiracy? What what would, what would be the case here? And so, the setup here is that yeah, he did have surgery, and his ankle was in bad, uh, for lack of a better term, condition. And he pitched an amazing game. He had, I think, he stayed up until the seventh or eighth inning, but he allowed one run, or I don't think he even allowed a run, and he was basically spot on for the all of the game. Yeah, the blood weighed down his sock and it helped him like dynamics and stuff. No. Oh. I mean, it could have. No. Over the course of the game, blood started to appear in his right sock. The sock that he had, or the ankle, I'm assuming, the, the, the ankle that he had surgery on. And the sock started to get blood red. And the entire game began to focus on this Kurt Schilling with a bloody sock pitching a wonderful game. It was storied. It was like, hat, this was such a story. It was talked about on every red sock. sports. It's yeah. Like, a red bloody sock Boston. was what Boston needed to go and win this series against the Yankees. And this was like a huge story back then in 2004. It was all over ESPN Sports Center. I remember it. it he was totally very, cut his open much, ankle right after surgery and was like, fuck this shit. That's basically what people think happened. Wait, some really? Some people think... That it was a hoax. Huh? The blood-soaked sock or a was growing more red throughout the game. Because he's bleeding. He, well, right. And as blood soaked his white sock, he 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 held the, the Yankees lineup to, yeah, I have it here, one run and four hits over seven innings. So he was on fire, to say the least. 
the Red Sox ended up taking this game and they advanced to the World oh. Series after they won again against the Yankees the then the next game as well. Um, Baltimore broadcaster Gary Thorne, who was a legendary hockey broadcaster, throughout the claim that the Red Sox catcher, Doug Mirabelli, had informed him that what was on Schilling's sock that night at Yankee Stadium wasn't, in fact, blood, but paint in 2007. When they, it was during a broadcast when the Yankees were, or the, when the Red Sox were playing the Baltimore But how, how would it get ready throughout the game if it was paint? Who's painting his ankle? Here's what Thorne said during the broadcast. Oh. So this is his partner, Jim Palmer, and he says he's 40 years old. He asked the Red Sox to pick up an option for next year, and Theo Epstein said we're not in the business of picking up options for 41-year-old pitchers, but if you pitch well, we'd love to have you back. Gary Thorne, 02 delivery in the dirt. Palmer, of course, he announced it on his blog. Thorne, oh yeah, well, nothing's done by Kurt Schilling unless it's on his blog. Palmer, well, there's a great line here. It says, quote, no mere sports reporter could hope to be as authoritative Authoritative on the subject is Schilling himself. For the avid fan, reading Schilling on Schilling may offer the sort of enlightenment an art historian might expect if a diary were to suddenly be discovered in which Rembrandt set down self-critical evaluations of every brushstroke shortly after removing his smock and cleaning his brushes, unquote. That was an editorial in the Boston Globe, Thorne. And there was no punctuation in that, by the way. Palmer, no, no. Thorne, Bicko's got a one-two count here, and they're commentating the game that's happening in front of them. Then... Palmer says, but the Globe is just talking. I mean, that's Kurt. Thorne says, well, the press hates him in Boston. Palmer says, yeah. And Thorne says, because he doesn't cooperate. One, two delivery, and that one's taken in the dirt. The great story we were talking about the other night was that famous red stocking that he wore when they finally won. The blood on his stocking. Nah, it was painted. Doug Mirabelli confessed it up to it after. It was all for PR. Two ball, two strike count. Bullshit. Palmer, yeah, that was the 2004 World Series. Thorne, yeah. Palmer, that second appearance. Mirabelli, Doug Mirabelli, was the Red Sox catcher during their World Series run. Mirabelli said this in reference to what Thorne said about that. Quote, what? Are you kidding me? He's expletive lying. A straight lie. I never said that. I know it was blood. Everybody knows it was blood. In response to those claims from Thorne and other sports personalities, this was back in the day in 2004, Schilling said, there are a lot of people in, the, in this industry, to name a few, and people with so many skill in the profession that they need to speculate, make up, fabricate, to write something interesting enough to be printed. What makes them bad people? I am sure I cannot nail the exact reason, but I know some jealousy, bitterness, the need to be different. I'm sure there are others, but those are the ones I know offhand. So why would people base theories off of just one game of, of a bloody red sock? It seems kind of far-fetched, right? Oh, are you opening it to the table? Yeah. I mean, uh, that sounds stupid, but yeah. It is stupid. It's a really stupid thing. And a lot of people accused him of, like, faking it to be a greater pitcher, to have a bigger story. <laughs> I want to get to, that check. Yeah. Well, why, yeah. Why, would he, why would he fake, like, cutting, like... So basically, I think they were already on the comeback. They had momentum in the in the series, and it was his turn to pitch. And why not sell a bigger story for yourself? Why not have also, this reputation, okay. especially if you're trying I to get think, your option picked up? Yeah, I think if it's if it's deliberate, then he totally like had that surgery. So he's like, I've got this cover that I got it got it fixed, and then after surgery, he, like sliced his shit open and was like bleeding, like just to like play. But then you um, think that they'd have. Bandages on it though, or at the very least, like, yeah, wouldn't allow this thing to, yeah, wouldn't just be a right? sock. Or I mean, would, he could have, like, if it was really bad, that bad, would they even let him 
play to, to reopen be honest, the, no. the wound. But at the but at the same time, movie. he's like a professional sports player. He'd be like, yeah, there's no way that I'm not. Yeah. And then like, but another thing could be like, on the paint. I guess you could be like, because my thing is with the paint is that if it got progressively like darker throughout mm-hmm. the game, like how, how are you gonna do, how are you gonna explain that as paint getting progressively darker? But then I could think of like could have sweat a remote control. Yeah, sweat. Sweat when changing it goes the color off, of it. it, it when when in, in baseball they switch on and off between defense and offense, and so he's on defense when he gets switched off. Maybe he's. Sitting down there rubbing mm. it a little bit. Because also, he, since he was pitching so well, he, there was a lot of moments where he was able to sit yeah. for a little bit. I also think it could have been... Uh, it makes sense that he would have made this up because then you also could connect you guys winning to you. Mm-hmm. So it would be like, you guys are going to get rid of the hometown hero. Everyone remembers the game six. That's what bloody I'm saying. Like, it's get, the bloody socket. That's what I'm saying. Like You're going to get rid of me Yeah. after I did all this work? Yeah. I won that series. I and also shit. like at the same point, who's gonna who's gonna what better to play for the Red Sox than with a Red Sox? Well, I think that's coincidence, but yes, I don't think so. You, you don't think so? No. You think it was Dustin? So, what's interesting is uh, in the World Series, the Red Sox did make it. They played the St. Louis Cardinals in this World Series in 2004, and uh, it happened again. No. The, the bloody sock? He bloodied a second sock in game two of the World Series. Was it the same ankle? Yep. And here's okay, what he's doing Boston, that so, he, so it's kind of so it's kind of like LeBron's headband. Like back in remember when he's LeBron, doing that shit to Remember himself. when LeBron's headband like felt like felt like he took his headband off for like a game and then like went on a tear and everybody was oh, like, yeah. Oh, and like it, he took his headband off and, and now LeBron doesn't wear the headband anymore. The more it's accurate like one would have been the uh the black face mask. Remember the Batman face mask yes, when yes. he went off? Yeah. And then the NBA was like, you can't wear that. <laughs> and they were like, okay. And then it was just kind of like he dialed it back after that. Yeah. Think so? Here's what I found on Boston.com, which wrapped this up. It was like a blog post back in 2007. They said, quote, it's debatable whether he understood that first night in the ALCS, what kind of reaction his bloody sock would prompt that would launch him into folk hero status amongst Red Sox fans. But it's tough to argue that a few nights later, waking up in pain and almost not pitching that evening, he maintained afterward when another bloody sock at Fenway Park in the World Series, this time accompanied by, quote, K-A-L-S on the shoe. It wasn't clear that Schilling knew the shoes were going to be the story and that the camera would be focused on them all night. Should we have a problem with that? If there, if this was, if this were David Wells, it would have read quote PokerStars.net quote on his Pumas. But now, what if he wasn't bleeding as badly the second time around? Yet his ego felt the need to be the center of attention, as if winning mm. Game Two of the World Series in Boston wouldn't cut the mustard alone. But also, was there a little, shall we say, movie magic involved? But also, like at the same time, it's not like it's not like it's making him play better. Like it's not it's not like it's unless just, he truly believes that if he can make it this far, he needs. Like, well, and that might be the case, but like I, I don't know. I see. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I guess I just don't understand why it's it's that big a deal. I guess because like, was a big deal because like it's not like it's not like it's making him play better. It's not like it's delivering an unfair advantage in the sports realms. His sock is just bleeding, mm-hmm. and so I I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I don't get the conspiracy. Like, I get the conspiracy. I know why it's a I conspiracy. Think, I think they think it's such a big deal because like he's bleeding presumably presumably so badly that his sock is literally turning red, yeah. and yet he's still pitching near perfect. Yeah. 
And the ending of this post says, "Oh, this. so the conspiracy isn't isn't so much was it helping him play better? The conspiracy is was he actually bleeding? Yeah, was yeah, he faking right. it? like was, was he, he doing this on purpose for, for publicity? For publicity, it's the same and, thing uh, for his legacy. Okay. It's the same thing where I'm going to talk about it at some point. I'm actually thinking about doing it actually relatively soon because you just made me spark something in me that I wanted to talk about." Because I think it's bullshit. Is Michael Jordan's flu game? Yeah, he yo, was. You're not, having a flu game right now. Yeah, no, but he was not. He did not have the flu. Yeah, Michael Jordan was definitely just hungover and just came on the court and was like, "Fuck, man, I can't do this," <laughs> and then covered it up with that. That's like, there's several other like conspiracies with it, like how it happened. There's been like things that it was food poisoning. Actually, it's like that's mm. one that I feel like I'm doing like very soon. Yeah, so I'd be yeah, curious to hear it from it. It falls into the same category for me. Mm. Yeah, and at the end of this post, it says the sock is purportedly from Game 2 of the World Series, still stained with the blood from Schilling's ankle. Why didn't they just Dark test it? Dark shades accompanied by splashes, because it didn't matter to real people. This was like sports media. Yeah. Okay, They didn't actually think, like, most people didn't actually think this, but sports media kind of took it and ran with it. Yeah. Oh, so everyone else is like, oh yeah, his ankle's bleeding, but sports media is like, it's a hoax! I just imagine watching Sports Center and being like, Stephen A. Smith being like, I'm telling you, Max, I don't think the sock is bleeding. And you got like, like the split Slow screen. news day for yeah. ESPN, it must be. <laughs> you got the, like, the split screen of this one guy, it's paint, it's blood, it's... <laughs> yeah. Dark shades accompanied by splashes of red seem to suggest that. But is it, but is it a paint we're looking at crafted into some artist rendering of the amoeba dance? No. Or maybe there was a sock switch. Call what? CSI. And to this day, the sock was actually probably bloody. Uh, I have a picture of the scars of the of uh, Schilling when he got the surgery. If you want to look at it. I do. You want to look at it? It's kind of gruesome. So there was like a confirmed picture of his surgery. Oh, yeah. and this is and tweeted by Kurt Schilling. Yikes. And so they so they don't have bandages on that. That's literally just straight it's up sutures. Open. Yes. Yeah. So I'm so like what I thought earlier, it was like if he didn't like rip it out himself. I have one final piece of this story. Oh no. And Are you gonna tear apart it's my whole idea? Sort of why the conspiracy is still out there. The sock sold at an auction, a baseball artifacts yeah, auction. Did. For $92,000 yes, to did. a Pete Siegel. Yes, he did. Pete Siegel, get that thing tested. I think it's a little too late now, don't you think? No. No, you can test blood. Not with, the, not with really? this technology. Yeah. So that's kind of all blood. I have for you. But it's very up in the air this as to what actually happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I still remember Kurt Schilling as the bloody sock guy. I, I don't just, think of him as anything I just find else. It so he was a believe, really, really, really good I just good find pitcher. it so hard to believe that it was, that someone would take the time to to use paint on it. And if it was getting worse and worse throughout the game, then like, and I listen, I'm a pro wrestling fan. It's easy to get some blood packets somewhere and like eventually those blood packets happen and it bleeds. Like that's fair. You could also intentionally blade if you went to the locker room and came back and bladed. Like, there are there are multiple ways you could make this look like his right. his foot was Wait. bleeding, and it actually be blood or something. But I just I don't see why I just don't understand why a baseball player who is in the World Series would take the time to be like, man, I also have to make sure my foot is bleeding for this. Like I just feel like he has other things to do in his life. You know what I mean? Hmm. That's the bloody sock. Right That's there. the bloody sock. Wait, can I see that? Yeah, it's it's very weird. It's a yeah. very weird story, and it's weird that it's even existing. Like, as a story, because... And that's right where his sutures are. Yeah. Why would you, like, make that up? But also, like, I don't know. So, Kurt Schilling, what you need to know about him, not to get political, but he's... Um, where does he lay on the political spectrum? He's oh, more God. on the right side of things, okay. and he... 
I don't want to say he's gone off the rails, but he's very like media hungry. He's very receptive as perspective all, as to all like politicians how are. he is in the public eye. Yes. And I think this some of this is like kind of what evidenced his keenness to yeah. this world. So it's very, you know, suspicious yeah. that mm. he's now like a personality that like it's kind of like a Ted Nugent in a way. Yeah. Where he's like using his person or his uh his platform to like just talk about politics or whatever he's doing, pursue yeah. certain yeah. things. Um and he very much like harshes on on media and in mm. sports media. So you know maybe maybe because he already basically had his legacy at that point as a as a world star pitcher as someone who's <laughs> yeah. going to go into the Hall of Fame, I think. But this definitely made it the case for it that much further. So it's kind of a it's an interesting area. Yeah, that's 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 kind of all I got. That was a good topic. Yeah, I'm happy you brought that, that was up. A, I, that was actually really interesting. I don't I don't follow like sports conspiracies because I don't really follow sports. Like I follow one sport, and then um. But like listening to you like present this and like people's like reaction to it, like that was that was really interesting. I thought it sucked, Grant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was fine. <laughs> well, you I know, thought it was dope, like this dope water. Oh god. <laughs> we'll get into that. Can I present a theory? <sighs> What's your theory? Okay, so I have two theories. Presum- presumably that like this was a natural occurring event. Yeah. Like his sutures are right there. Like and just like the way they stitched him up, they wouldn't have put like a bandage over it. Yeah. And so if you looked at the image of his sock, that's right against his like guard and everything. And so like it's very reasonable that like just like him like playing his hardest mm-hmm. could have just been rubbing against his sutures yeah. and like um just like tearing them out yeah and so that that, yeah that that could be like completely what happened however considering this happened twice Mm -hmm. i think he was literally like i think the second i think maybe the first time it could have been natural but the second time he was like i did it was in his head and so he like knifed that yeah yeah and also if you watch the game there's some game footage and i mean he's not like limping it doesn't but also really you could do adrenaline. Him. He definitely could be adrenaline. It could, definitely could be him like in the moment not and, giving a shit. And think of him hyped up like. Yeah. Plus getting the adrenaline shot. Yeah. He probably got one of those. Maybe. I think he did. Because a ruptured tendon is no like easy thing to deal with. That like kind of inhibits your ability to walk. Yeah. Yeah. So like. For, for, for him to. Pitch. Pitch. And he would definitely have you to know, be on some stuff to like. Are very much on your feet, and you're yeah. very much like positioning he your was feet super in certain ways. Up. Yeah, you would have to be on stuff to like neutralize like like your nerves. Like, yeah, super I've had, drugged up. I've had like my nerves like um, mess up in my leg, so I would freeze my whole leg and I couldn't be able to walk. Jeez. And they would have to give me like a shot in my hip, and then I would still be on crutches. Jeez. So, I mean, so yeah, it like really can mess up your walking and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he really probably was just like, I have to play. Put me on whatever you can so okay. I can play. Yeah, that's what I feel. He was, it was probably the second time was probably like a little bit of bullshit. First one was probably good. But, because that game, the first game was right after the day after surgery, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. So, that, those were really fresh. And he very easily could have just like rubbed something the wrong way. Yeah. But he wanted to play. And you know, I mean, while playing, well, so it's just like, 
did he really get surgery? Is this really a thing? He has the pictures to prove it. He has the receipts. I think he got surgery. I think this entire thing was just the sports media trying to find a story. Yeah. You think so? Myself. I yeah. can see that too. Yeah. It's very reasonable because yeah. the sports media can yeah, be bonkers. Well, yeah. But yeah. I mean, that was a good topic. Yeah. I'll uh, take this time to show or tease what I'm doing next week. So next week I'm going to bring in a little topic to do. I'm going to be talking about Bob Crane. Uh, Bob Crane. Okay. Ichabod Crane? No. Oh. Bob. He was an actor on, I, I don't want to say he was on, what is that? Was oh. he on How I Met Your Mother? Was he on, no, he was. I think he was on MASH. It was oh. an old ass show. Oh, who's yeah, he on, who was he on MASH? Uh, one second. Oh, I love MASH. I've seen every episode of MASH. That's a true story. Oh, he was on Hogan's Heroes, actually. Oh, you said Hogan's Bob Crane, and this whole time I'm thinking of Bob Barker. No. That one, the dogs. <laughs> no, the guy, from, the old guy from Price is Right. That's what I'm talking about. Bob, Bob, Bob Barker. Barker was snipping dogs. That was his thing. But uh, Make sure you ooh, fix your animals. He died. Cause the death of the homicide. We're going to talk. So what? we're going to talk about Bob Crane from Hogan's Heroes. His life. We're going to talk about his whole life. It consisted of two-way sex mirrors. Uh, recording people having sex. Uh, what? What? Him being murdered. How was he murdered? It was never solved. He was in two Disney Are you films. serious? Yes. So we're going to talk about all of this, the, the shitty nuts. and interesting things yeah. that Bob Crane did next week. But as I say at the end. He was the leading current in Hogan's Heroes. Yes, he was. Welcome to Hogan. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Hogan's Heroes, brother. Legend to death. Yeah. So I don't want to spoil it. We, I want to thank everyone for coming on. For you know, thanks for having us. Great opinions. It's always good to join to come back to the club. Yep. So, like Tom always says, my favorite podcast. Join the club. Mm-hmm. You know, go on our Twitter at Emir and Tom, or no, it's Tom, Tom and Emir. T O M A N D E M I R. That's it on Twitter. That's it on Instagram. That's it on everything. When we start uh, MySpace, that'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and you can follow me at Twitter at uh, Chatting Tatum One. Oh, I changed it. Really? Yeah. Uh, Bring MySpace back. You know, Grant. You can you follow us on everything. Follow everyone. And more media. Yeah. Co. Follow and more media. And more media. Co. And all the and more podcasts. Or, We're uh, all on and more podcasts here. So yeah. you'll find all of us there. Yep. And if you want to yep. peruse our podcast, Charlie, you want to plug your Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter at C H X R L I V. Get used to plugging your Twitter. Talk to me about books and true crime. Yeah, yeah. DM me anything, but uh, yeah, Curse Chilling is a really fooked individual. So fooked indeed. Yeah, that's how. That's fooked. That's fooked. Yeah, that was fooked. That was. 